Good morning and welcome to Alcoholics Anonymous AA meeting on air. My name is Rachel and I'm an alcoholic. Hi Rachel. Rachel. We'll start the meeting with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. Preamble of Alcoholics Anonymous. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organisation or institution, does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. Welcome to our meeting this morning. We have members of our fellowship in and they'll be sharing their experience, strength and hope about their journey and recovery from alcoholism. And start the sharing off, we have Mike. Mike, would you like to share? Hi, I'm Mike, uh, alcoholic. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Uh, my sobriety date is uh, January the 21st, 2013. And um, I'm a very grateful alcoholic um, whose life has, you know, very much transformed um, during the, that period of time. And uh, for anyone that thinks they might have a, a problem with drinking, um, Alcoholics Anonymous has a solution and that solution um, has, as I said, transformed my life. Um, I've just come actually straight from my home group meeting, which is um, something that in Alcoholics Anonymous you're encouraged to um, go to meetings, to have a home group and get a sponsor to help you through the steps. And it's a really wonderful way of uh, communing with like-minded people and helping them and they help you. Um, It really is nothing quite like it that I've experienced. And particularly um, at the moment, um, this last year has been very, um, I guess, disruptive for a lot of people. A lot of things have happened that we weren't expecting or um, found difficulty dealing with. And what I've found is my AA program has helped me through um, not just getting sober, but living sober and living a much more full mm-hmm. and engaged life and for that I'm very grateful um, and it's hard to articulate exactly what is it that works about AA but it is in many cases I, I think it's that it boils down to one alcoholic helping another and we have experienced what other alcoholics have experienced and that shared experience is something that um, is really powerful um, and the other the other concept is around we have to keep helping other alcoholics to keep our sobriety mm-hmm. and that doesn't sound intuitive when you first say it but when you live it you start realising that um, you only get to keep what you give away and that is something that Um, as we grow in alcoholics I think we probably come to appreciate more because I certainly didn't come in 
with the thought, well, I'm going to help a whole lot of people. I came in because I was desperate, but even then um, I was given an ultimatum by my wife, either get to this meeting at 11 o'clock or get out of the house. So my decision was, well, if I go to the, this meeting, whatever that, that was, uh, then that at least gives me another hour, another hour and a half or so to perhaps think up an excuse um, and not face the consequences of what I'd been doing. Um, little did I know that when I went to that first meeting, um, I had a profound experience. And that experience was that I met other people who had the same problem I had and I realised that what I had was actually a disease so after years of not knowing what was wrong with me um, I finally realised well I've got a disease and not only that um, if I don't do something it's going to get worse, not better it's a very progressive disease uh, alcoholism, it starts out possibly barely noticeable and then grows and grows and the other thing I realised is well there was a solution and I didn't quite know what that solution was because I was pretty befuddled at the time, but it was clear to me that the other people in that meeting um, had a solution. And um, from that day on, um, I haven't felt the need to have a drink, which is in itself extraordinary. Um, however, I also realised at that, that meeting that um, just as the disease is progressive and won't stop over time or get worse, it dawned on me that perhaps the solution was also progressive, that I'd have to keep working at that solution for a long time. I didn't sort of work... I didn't walk out of that meeting thinking, well, right, this will be six weeks or eight weeks or, or something like that and I'll be cured. It dawned on me that it's actually going to be quite a long uh, process. And um, that's something I'm grateful for because nearly eight years later... I'm still progressing, which is, you know, really, um, really wonderful. And uh, um, I, I went to a, um, a conference this week, nothing to do with AA, a business conference, and um, I was very grateful to go to it because here in New Zealand we can actually meet face-to-face, which lots of people can't do um, in big groups. And... Um, of all things, uh, someone at that meeting put up a, a, a quote from Lenin, which is very unusual, I thought, in a business um, conference. And that quote was something like this. that it said, um, often there's no change decade after decade, and then decades of change can occur in a few weeks. And I thought, gosh, that's, that's AA, and that's my experience, that all those years of drinking, depression and bad behaviour and um, no change, you know, doing the same thing again and again, expecting something to change, promising with words rather than actions to change Um, and then I went to an AA meeting and things changed literally that day and over the following weeks when I did uh, 90 meetings in 90 days. So... um, I would encourage anyone that's out there that thinks maybe they have um, a drinking problem to to reach out to AA. There's Dr. Google will find the right number to call, and there's plenty of meetings um, around um, around New Zealand. And go along because um, you 
literally have nothing to lose and uh, there's so much that you can gain in what now seems like a really short time but is now getting on for eight years for me. So um, thanks very much for listening and um, I wish you well. Thanks, Mike. You're with Alcoholics Anonymous on 104.6 Planet FM. We have members of our fellowship in this morning and they're sharing their experience, strength and hope about their journey of recovery from alcoholism. And the next person to share is Joe. Thanks, Rachel. My name is Joe, and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to be here this morning and to be able to share my journey in Alcoholics Anonymous. I came to Alcoholics Anonymous at the age of 28, and um, I was absolutely... I only drank for 13 years. Um, my sobriety date is the 11th of February, 1990, um, which coincidentally is the same year that Nelson Mandela was freed from prison. Um, and I'm free as a result of Alcoholics Anonymous. And interestingly, one of the geographicals that we call, we talk about in AA to get away from ourselves, um, for me, was spent in South Africa. So, um, you know, I did a lot of drinking over there. Um, I think the thing, uh, you know, if you think you've got a problem... Um, and I didn't think I had a problem for a long time. I didn't identify um, with, <clears throat> you know, I was a young woman. Um, I had a good job. I was in and out of jobs, but I always got good jobs. Um, <clears throat> and I thought that an alcoholic was a, an old man with a brown paper bag under Grafton Bridge. So I couldn't really identify with that. I just thought that I perhaps had a wee problem. Um, and I've since learned that there's no such thing as a wee problem. If you think you've got a wee problem, you've actually probably got a growing problem. Um, and that was what happened to me. I, um, I came to Alcoholics Anonymous after just drinking for 13 years, um, and it was extremely progressive for me as, as a young woman. Um, I had, um, it took me to places I wouldn't go now, um, and it took me to places, night sweats, hallucinations, blackouts, um, and I was in trouble very, very quickly. I um, had a father um, who had had something to do with Alcoholics Anonymous. He wasn't an alcoholic. Um, so it was him that I called when I realised that I was absolutely spiritually and emotionally bankrupt. And he led me to some people that he knew in AA, and that was how my journey in AA began. I was terrified when I got into Alcoholics Anonymous when I saw the word God up on the wall. I thought I'd come to some form of cult. <laughs> um, but what I have, have learned is um, that it is a fantastic program in the fact that it's a God of your own understanding that is suggested um, as part of the program that you adopt a God of your own understanding. I was really pleased about that because I don't think I would have stayed if I was told to adopt somebody else's God. I was able to uh, come up with a God of my own understanding. The other thing that's absolutely amazing is that you don't have to do it alone. Um, it's a fellowship of like-minded people, as Mike said, and um, the identification 
is incredible when you're struggling out there as a drinking alcoholic and you think that you're you're going it alone you're not there's a bunch of people out there there, you know, there's 110, I think, meetings in Auckland a week, probably more than that now. Um, so there's a lot of alcoholics out there and, you know, there's a lot of recovering alcoholics. So the shame that I felt um, turning up to Alcoholics Anonymous and, oh, my goodness, it's come to this, um, it, it doesn't exist. It's a wonderful bunch of supportive people from all walks of life nobody's exempt in fact i think somebody once told me they sat in a meeting um where there was a judge sitting next to somebody who he'd sentenced um so um as you can see it, it, it um it, you know it, it members from all walks of life so uh, as mike also said there is a solution and the solution for me is an alcoholics anonymous and and being able to pass on what's been given to me um my experience was with alcohol um, led me you know I have a healthy fear of alcohol today I only the other fantastic thing is that I only live my life one day at a time I used to sort of jump ahead into the future what's going to happen and and I only live my life one day at a time and with that very real concept of a god of my own understanding so um, I'm a very grateful alcoholic and um you know, I urge anybody out there who um, is struggling. Um, I, I have a, a family member, a few family members actually, who've had this disease. And, you know, I, I guess I thought maybe I wasn't an alcoholic because I wasn't drinking every day. And what I now know is that it's how you drink when you drink. Um, so I think, oh, I can't be an alcoholic. I haven't had a drink for a week. But, you know, when I picked up that drink and I felt it going into my veins, there was no way that I could stop. I'd be drinking a drink and looking around for where the next one was going to come from. Um, and, and that was me. I just couldn't stop. Um, so, you know, it's a very real disease and there, there is a solution. Um, so, yeah, I urge anybody who's who's struggling out there to pick up the phone and, um, you know, um, the, the irony of it is is that I drank to try and have the life I have today um, and that that's the way I look at it. I have a very um, loving and supportive family and, and a loving, supportive fellowship around me and that was something that I was always looking for. But most of all, I'm able to love the skin that I'm in and uh, feel comfortable with myself as a result of recovery in this program of Alcoholics Anonymous. So uh, thanks very much for listening to me today and um, yeah, thanks Rachel. Thanks Joe. Thanks Joe. You're with Alcoholics Anonymous on 104.6 Planet FM. We have members of our fellowship in this morning and they're sharing their experience, strength and hope about their journey of recovery from alcoholism. And the last person to share this morning is Liz. Thanks, Rachel. My name's Liz. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Liz. Um, And uh, thank you for inviting the three of us to come and share on air. Um, I I have a sobriety date of the 14th of September, 1971, which gives me 49 years without a drink. And for anybody who's saying, well, why am I still here? Um... That is probably a question that I can ask myself too because I certainly didn't intend to stay as long as I have. 
um, uh, my drinking was very short, very sharp, and um, I tried everything. My parents even had me at Harley Street in England in the end because that's where I did a big geographical. In other words, you know, everything was wrong with this country and the parents. And and uh, so if I got out of here and went somewhere else, then I would be different. Well, of course, we never are because wherever I go, I take me with me. And I was very fortunate in that uh, I was introduced to Alcoholics Anonymous um, not by chance, because I don't believe there is such a thing as chance, but I was down staying with some friends outside of London one night and don't remember anything having got off the plane and gone to the local uh, uh, train and gone to the local pub with them until the next morning. And I went downstairs, and my friend Sally said to me, Liz, you're an alcoholic. I know because my mother in law died of alcoholism, and I've got somebody who's coming around this afternoon to talk with you. And, of course, uh, you know, it was no good, of course, talking to me while I was under the influence of alcohol. It never is because I was all ready to fight. But 9 o'clock in the morning, um, I can't remember what happens the night before, then um, that, was the, that was the best time really to confront me. Um, and my drinking, um, you know, I grew up in, a, in an area of, of, of Auckland, you know, Remuera, where I, I had um, nannies and I had... Um, private school education my father was an Auckland businessman and um, you know there was no way I could be an alcoholic um, interestingly enough uh, way back I did read a book on alcoholism and thought my goodness this is me but when I showed it to my father he just threw the book back across the room at me with no daughter of mine can be an alcoholic because like Joe you know I had this image of what an alcoholic was and at that stage I was 21 years of age it was the middle of the 1960s so I suppose the question is, you know, why am I still here? Um, it was last, my last port of call, not my first port of call. You know, I did the, the round of the, of the uh, hospitals, public, private, you know, as a psychiatrist and everything else. But Alcoholics Anonymous finally grabbed me, really, because after that first meeting that this woman took me to, I realized, although I didn't like it, that deep down inside I realised that um, there was an answer, that these people who were at this meeting, and all of them were so much older than me, and as I tend to say, they looked like Dad's army and Mufti, but I realised that these people just had something somewhere down the line, my conscience, and it's, it's God as I understand my conscience now, just said to me, uh, although I shut it down pretty quickly, um, you are not the only person that is like this, Liz. You know, there are other people. And then I started looking for the differences. You know, I was too smart. I was too young. Uh, I was female. And, of course, I went away and s thought I could do it all on my own. Um, and after more drinking and being faced with committal to a mental institution and several other things that happened, I finally came back to Alcoholics Anonymous. And I've remained for a lot of reasons because what I've found here and have found over the years, a philosophy for living, which I sought through books, I sought through um, articles, I th sought through all avenues. And it, it's, a, it's a philosophy for living. Drinking was not my problem. You know, when I drank, I got drunk. Not drinking was my problem. Staying stopped and not drinking was the problem. And the thing was that I had to find some sort of substitute that was not going to be another chemical answer. And along the line, and it was a gradual process, I did come to believe that there was some power out there 
far greater than me that could actually help me stay stopped on a daily basis. And to begin with, that power was a lot of people in Alcoholics Anonymous. When I was at a meeting, when I was in contact with people like that on a daily basis, then I didn't have, and I didn't need to drink, but the desire might still have been there. And over the years, the desire has gone too. And so now what what I find is that this is a philosophy for living. And I think the great thing for me was that AA allowed me to sober up with dignity. Because, you know, as a woman, I was so undignified, I now know, when I was drinking. And it allowed me to sober up with dignity. It allowed me to find out who I am and be who I am and now share of who I am. But it's done more than that for me. Um, It's given me a way of life and a belief system whereby I have to get rid of a lot of those old ideas that I had. And I have had to look at the values in my life now that are important. And I've discovered through, I've discovered those through using the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous that I had to actually work my way through. And I needed to be guided by that because I had no idea what this was all about. And over the years I've stayed because I still keep discovering things. Life for me now is it's a journey of uncovering and discovering and discarding what I don't need. And it was what I sought in a whole lot of other channels, but in actual fact what I've discovered by listening to people who have been through the same um, horrible time that I went through. And extraordinarily enough, there's so much wisdom that I've found from these people and I'm able to apply in my life. I think one of the great things today is the joy of being able to give out to those who are still suffering, you know, who are still lost out there. Because, you know, I was a reject of society. Society didn't want me. And now the extraordinary thing is that I find people do come to me. You know, they've got a daughter who's got a problem. They've got a husband. They've got a wife who's got a problem. And the only way I know, there may be other ways, but the only way I know is through the fellowship and sharing the experience, strength and hope. So that, you know, I keep coming back to this wonderful fellowship because I learn more and more. And, you know, I'm now 76 years of age and the conclusion I've come to, which is the philosophy which I've discovered through AA, is that, you know, when I eventually go, there's only thing one, one thing of value that I leave behind. And that is, have I been able to hold somebody else's journey on the way through life? wasn't like that before because all I wanted out of life was to take, take, take. Now, through the help of these people, I've learned that I can give back, which is far more gratifying. And the only thing that I take when I go is who I've become since I've been here. I have no choice as to what I became. I have a choice today as to what I become. And it's through the help of these amazing, wonderful, extraordinary people that I hear the simple things in life that can help me along the way. So for any of you there, please, please come because we don't take names, you don't have to pay anything, we just welcome you when you come through those doors. And what is so incredible is that there's no bosses in this outfit. No, we just share experience, strength and hope in the hope that you'll be able to stay and to discover what we've discovered and that's why the three of us are still here. So thank you for listening. Thanks, Thanks, Liz. We have a few minutes left in the program, so I'm going to read How It Works from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, Chapter 5. Really have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. 
Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple programme. Usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. They are not at fault, they seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Their chances are less than average. There are those too who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for us. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Many of us exclaimed, what an order, I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. No one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. C, that God could and would if he were sought. Thanks everyone. If you've been listening and identified with our speakers and you'd like to do something about your drinking, you can log on to aa.org.nz and in the drop-down box under meetings lists, there's a list of all meetings in the greater Auckland area and right throughout the country. You can also phone 0800 AA Works and this will put you in contact with an AA member in your local area. We'll be back here next Sunday at 10.45 on 104.6 Planet FM with Alcoholics Anonymous AA Meeting On Air. 
and we'll close our meeting with the serenity prayer. God, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Ramen, <laughs> ramen,